Chapter Three of Book Eight of Les Miserables, Volume Three by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Les Miserables, Volume Three by Victor Hugo. Translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book Eight. The Wicked Poor Man. Chapter Three. Quadrifrons that evening as he was undressing preparatory to going to bed his hand came in contact in the pocket of his coat with the packet which he had picked up on the boulevard he had forgotten it he thought that it would be well to open it and that this package might possibly contain the address of the young girls if it really belonged to them and in any case the information necessary to a restitution to the person who had lost it he opened the envelope it was not sealed and contained four letters also unsealed they bore addresses all four exhaled a horrible odor of tobacco the first was addressed to madame madame la marquise de grucheray the place opposite the chamber of deputies number blank marius said to himself that he should probably find in it the information which he sought and that moreover the letter being open it was probable that it could be read without impropriety it was conceived as follows madame la marquise the virtue of clemency and piety is that which most closely unites society turn your christian spirit and cast a look of compassion on this unfortunate spanish victim of loyalty and attachment to the sacred cause of legitimacy who has given with his blood consecrated his fortune everything to defend that cause and to-day finds himself in the greatest misery he doubts not that your honorable person will grant succor to preserve an existence extremely painful for a military man of education and honor full of wounds counts in advance on the humanity which animates you and on the interest which madame la marquise bears to a nation so unfortunate their prayer will not be in vain and their gratitude will preserve theirs charming souvenir my respectful sentiments with which i have the honor to be madame don alvarez spanish captain of cavalry a royalist who has take refuge in france who finds himself on travels for his country and the resources are lacking him to continue his travels no address was joined to the signature marius hoped to find the address in the second letter whose superscription read a madame madame la comtesse de montvernet rue cassette number nine this is what marius read in it madame la comtesse it is an unhappy mother of a family of six children the last of which is only eight months old i sick since my last confinement abandoned by my husband five months ago having no resources in the world the most frightful indigence in the hope of madame la comtesse she has the honor to be madame with profound respect mistress balizard marius turned to the third letter which was a petition like the preceding he read monsieur pabergeot elector wholesale stocking merchant rue saint-denis on the corner of the rue aux fers i permit myself to address you this letter to beg you to grant me the precious favor of your sympathies and to interest yourself in a man of letters who has just sent a drama to the théâtre francais the subject is historical and the action takes place in auvergne in the time of the empire the style i think is natural laconic and may have some merit 
there are couplets to be sung in four places. The comic, the serious, the unexpected are mingled in a variety of characters, and a tinge of romanticism lightly spread through all the intrigue which proceeds mysteriously and ends after striking alterations in the midst of many beautiful strokes of brilliant scenes. My principal object is to satisfy the desire which progressively animates the man of our century, that is to say, the fashion, that capricious and bizarre weather-vane which changes at almost every new wind. In spite of these qualities I have reason to fear that jealousy, the egotism of privileged authors, may obtain my exclusion from the theatre, for I am not ignorant of the mortifications with which newcomers are treated. Monsieur Pabergeot, your just reputation as an enlightened protector of men of litters emboldens me to send you my daughter who will explain our indigent situation to you, lacking bread and fire in this winter season, when I say to you that I beg you to accept the dedication of my drama, which I desire to make to you and of all those that I shall make, is to prove to you how great is my ambition to have the honour of sheltering myself under your protection and of adorning my writings with your name. If you deign to honour me with the most modest offering, I shall immediately occupy myself in making a piece of verse to pay you my tribute of gratitude which I shall endeavour to render this piece as perfect as possible, will be sent to you before it is inserted at the beginning of the drama and delivered on the stage. To Monsieur and Madame Pabergeot, my most respectful compliments, Jean Flot, man of letters. P.S. Even if it is only forty sous. Excuse me for sending my daughter and not presenting myself, but sad motives connected with the toilet do not permit me, alas, to go out. Finally, Marius opened the fourth letter. The address ran, To the Benevolent Gentleman of the Church of Saint-Jacques-du-Haut-Pas. It contained the following lines. Benevolent man, if you deign to accompany my daughter, you will behold a miserable calamity, and I will show you my certificates. At the aspect of these writings your generous soul will be moved with a sentiment of obvious benevolence, for true philosophers always feel lively emotions. Admit, compassionate man, that it is necessary to suffer the most cruel need, and that it is very painful for the sake of obtaining a little relief, to get oneself attested by the authorities as though one were not free to suffer and to die of inanition while waiting to have our misery relieved. Destinies are very fatal for several, and too prodigal or too protecting for others. I await your presence or your offering, if you deign to make one, and I beseech you to accept the respectful sentiments with which I have the honour to be, truly magnanimous man, your very humble and very obedient servant, P. Fabantou, dramatic artist. After perusing these four letters, Marius did not find himself much further advanced than before. In the first place, not one of the signers gave his address. Then they seemed to have come from four different individuals, Don Alvarez, Mistress Belizar, the poet Jean Flot, and the dramatic artist Fabantou, but the singular thing about these letters was that all four were written by the same hand. What conclusion was to be drawn from this, except that they all came from the same person? Moreover, and this rendered the conjecture all the more probable, the coarse and yellow paper was the same in all four, 
the odor of tobacco was the same and although an attempt had been made to vary the style the same orthographical faults were reproduced with the greatest tranquillity and the man of letters jean flot was no more exempt from them than the spanish captain it was a waste of trouble to try to solve this petty mystery had it not been a chance find it would have borne the air of a mystification marius was too melancholy to take even a chance pleasantry well and to lend himself to a game which the pavement of the street seemed desirous of playing with him it seemed to him that he was playing the part of the blind man in blind man's buff between the four letters and that they were making sport of him nothing however indicated that these letters belonged to the two young girls whom marius had met on the boulevard after all they were evidently papers of no value marius replaced them in their envelope flung the whole into a corner and went to bed about seven o'clock in the morning he had just risen and breakfasted and was trying to settle down to work when there came a soft knock at his door as he owned nothing he never locked his door unless occasionally though very rarely when he was engaged in some pressing work even when absent he left his key in the lock you will be robbed said mambougon of what said marius the truth is however that he had one day been robbed of an old pair of boots to the great triumph of mambougon there came a second knock as gentle as the first come in said marius the door opened what do you want mambougon asked marius without raising his eyes from the books and manuscripts on his table a voice which did not belong to mambougon replied excuse me sir it was a dull broken hoarse strangled voice the voice of an old man roughened with brandy and liquor marius turned round hastily and beheld a young girl end of book eight chapter three